Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you that through it you touch our lives and speak to us. We pray that as we unpack the last in our stewardship series from 2 Corinthians, then you may uh, work in us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Can I ask you please to turn to that, uh, that first, our first reading today, which was from 2 Corinthians chapter 9, it's on page 1343. We saw in our series on stewardship a couple of weeks ago, we saw that all generosity has its origin in God's generosity, in the character of God himself. That wonderful phrase that Paul uses, though he was rich, yet for our sake he became poor, and so on, in, the, in coming to earth in the first place. And the, and the reason for all that was, as Paul continues to describe, so that we could become rich, spiritually rich. We saw last Sunday that uh, Paul wrote about handling money. And uh, handling money is a good, good place to show things like character and integrity and generosity. Those were the three things we thought about last week. And we finish our series today thinking about sowing generously and giving cheerfully. I hadn't uh, bribed the kids uh, earlier on when we were thinking about the difference between doing things grudgingly and doing things cheerfully, but it was great to see that uh, God's touching some hearts uh, there, that they'd act differently if they were making the choices rather than have somebody else swipe their chips away. To paraphrase Paul, then God loves a cheerful giver because he himself is a cheerful giver. That's why God loves a cheerful God giver, because we're being like him when we're generous. So uh, do, do uh, turn to page 1343 in the church Bibles and we'll unpack this text together. Now there's a couple of fields uh, appearing on the screen, which let me ask you, which field would you rather reap in? Which field would you rather conduct your harvest in? On the left or on the right? Of course, we'd all choose that one on the left, wouldn't we? Uh, a, a crop growing abundantly. That's where we choose to reap, and that's where we we also choose to sow in that kind of climate because. That's one place with a, a plenty of rain, and you can see in the one on the right that there's not. Paul, in verse 6, says, Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. So we should do all we can to sow and then reap in a generous way in that field on the left. Now, in case you're wondering, am I, is, is Dave losing the plot? Is, is he um, uh, preaching uh, something about works? Well, the answer is no. That, ver that, that verse, that's, uh, oh, my red light's not very effective in this, in this light, never mind that. But you can, you can see that in my third column at the bottom, uh, that, that verse, 
We have a service ceremony. We'll also reach ceremony. That's marked. Uh, but look what it comes. Look what comes just before it, and just after it. The two, are one in the second column and the one in the fourth column. Those bits that are in my Bible, they've got a, um, uh, a box around them, and actually they've got highlighted as well. But the photocopy doesn't really pick that up. The key thing is, this is a good way. Whenever you you read something in the Bible that seems odd, that feels a bit out of place, and you think, hang on a minute, think about what comes before it, what comes after it, what comes before, you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so through his poverty you might become rich. And what comes just after it? God loves a cheerful giver, and God's able to make all grace abound to you, so that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. Actually, that's, that's a really... One of the things, whenever you see a passage in Scripture that seems a little odd, um, then, actually, taken in the, in the overall context, then that, that verse is just saying, be generous. But... Uh, sometimes looking at what comes before and after it helps you find the sense of the thing, helps us understand the context, helps us understand the bigger picture and get some clarity about what this is all about because that, that's what this text is saying be generous, give generously we had this picture last week, we had it earlier on the two Mr. Men, didn't we, Mr. Grumpy and Mr. Cheerful and uh, you'll have seen that I said something about this in attitude to giving, and that's why we were unpacking it with the kids. Incidentally, they won't have the problems of the pillars to see through to this picture when we get our, our upgrade, the papers which are over there. The got upgrade, there'll be, a, there'll, be, there'll be a screen that they can, can see straight down the aisle, and you guys as well. I know, I know, I know Steve, you sometimes like to hide behind the pillar, don't you? So, yeah, yeah, I know you, you told me about that, uh, about you know, block, so, so the eye, eye light, so I can't, I can't make eye contact with Steve sometimes when, when he's hiding behind the pillar, but um, the, the screen will be shining down that aisle and at the back as well uh, in due course. Now sometimes that changing from Mr. Grumpy on the left to Mr. Cheerful on the right happens as we mature uh, as Christians in the faith. We start, might start off like Mr. Grumpy. I can remember when I, when I first became a Christian and uh, uh, you know, I, I can remember thinking, what's this giving thing about? You know, that, 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 why, is, why is my faith relevant to that? I don't get it. But as, as time has gone along, then I've become a bit more like Mr. Cheerful rather than Mr. Grumpy uh, on a good day anyway. This doesn't mean, by the way, that we should give impulsively. Actually, quite the opposite. What does the passage say? The passage says, each person should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. So anybody who's giving by, uh, I don't know, you give maybe by standing order or maybe by through the parish giving scheme, or maybe the envelope scheme, or whatever you do, actually you have to fill in a form to do that. And you have to give a bit of thought 
uh, to uh, how much to give and how often to give it and all that, that kind of thing. That is what Paul is spelling out. He's saying, don't do it impulsively. Do what, you, do what you've decided in your heart to give. That's between you and God. That's not for anybody else to get an arm and, and twist it behind your back. Uh, I can't do it with these days with my, with my right arm anymore, but I'll do it with my left. Um, uh, it's not, it wouldn't be comfortable if somebody, imagine that, and then somebody just pulls it a little bit further than you can manage and is hard and uncomfortable. God doesn't want us to be like that with our giving. He wants us to be more like this. Let's look at our next one. Features Mr. Cheerful again. Uh, but on the right, he's doing something uh, really tough. Cheerful givers tend to be generous givers, actually, sharing whatever they have. And this might not be a large amount of money. Remember the, the widow's offering? She just gave a couple of coins, but that was what she, that was what she had. She was giving generously. In fact, it doesn't have to be about any money at all. It, if you look at the illustration on the right, uh, that doesn't involve money. It involves something uh, which some of us value very highly, uh, chocolate. Um, Kit Kat. A Kit Kat stick is pretty small, isn't it? It's only, only one stick, a quarter of a bar or half a bar, depending on whether, what, what size thing. And that, that person is snapping it in half to give half away. Now that's a... Uh, we, we talked, don't we, about uh, um, giving uh, in the ways of the three T's. Uh, enjoy giving things away in time, talent and treasure. Now I, f- I found, found myself thinking about how would we make the Kit Kat a fourth T? Uh, well, it's kind of treasure as well, but within the, we could say it's tasty chocolate or something like that, or we could add K's, whatever. But I'm, I'm still going to preach three T's in time to come. But that's an example that a cheerful giver is often a generous giver, tends to give away what they have. Actually, all those threes, those three T's, often go together. We give away time. It's usually, usually the people, it's, quite, it's not always the case. We've got different amounts of everything. But it's quite often the case that uh, people who give a lot of time and some of the talent they have are also generous givers financially and that sort of thing. Quite often those three T's go together. The key thing in all of that is this, this attitude. Where the attitude is right, all kinds of things follow. Generous giving leads to various things. Three in particular come to my mind are giving thanks and praise to God. God ends up getting the credit here, and we'll come back to that in a moment. There's also a bond of affection, I suppose, between the giver and the receiver. Look at verse 14 people praying for each other and their hearts going out to each other. The various causes that we support as a church, uh, the six agencies that we particularly support, then there's, yes, there's a bit of, bit of cash go, goes along, but then some prayers go with it and some good wishes and we sometimes welcome people here. We've got Sudanese bishops coming this summer. 
and we're looking forward to uh, hosting them and th those kinds of things. The third thing that uh, comes out of uh, giving is, uh, is uh, generosity. It's really, it's quite interesting. Uh, the third thing, I, I, I never preach the sort of extreme examples of prosperity theology because that's a mistaken belief that somehow if we give, God will bless us materially and you can draw a straight line between the two. It doesn't work like that at all. So I, I would never teach that. But I, well, I would say that over the years, as Becky and I have become more generous givers, then we've learned that we haven't gone short. And it's kind of surprised us in some ways. It shouldn't, but it does. And uh, we've ended up being on the receiving end of some generosity from others. That's often the way. Uh, you can't draw a straight line between, and, and, I, and I, yeah, hate the way that some people do that. But it's also interesting. A generous attitude does come come back. But I said I'd come back to the thing about uh, how generosity. God ends up getting the credit. God is the the main. God, the attitudes point to God. And the thanksgiving and the praise go to God. That's where Paul ends this section of his letter. And that's where I want to end it as well. So I'll end it with this. It's all about God. The last paragraph and a bit is all about thanksgiving to God. Actually, just before that... Um, Verse 10, it's a quote from Isaiah 55, by the way. Uh, he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed, and so on. And uh, it talks about making us rich. And it's God who deserves and gets the thanksgiving and praise. And verse 11 says, through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Uh, verse 12, the second chunk, uh, says this. Many expressions of thanks to God. That's what comes out of the giving of God's people. And verse 13, the beginning of verse 13 says this. Because of the service by which you proved yourselves, men will praise God. So there's lots of different ways going on. It's all pointing uh, to God. He's the center of everything. I got various images from various sci-fi things that I've watched and that sort of thing, but God is at the center. Sometimes we just need to be reminded, God, front and center. Paul wraps up what he says about generous giving uh, by just reminding them that generous giving isn't about uh, us and finances primarily. It's not the most generous giving is not about finance at all. What does he say? He says, thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. We can never describe God fully. Uh, we can uh, just hint at him. We can never, 
well, we, we sometimes say, I, I'm always admired David because he, he, he manages somehow get the actions. We can't put him in a box or shove him in a corner or limit what God can do, all, all of that, that sort of thing. We can't do any of that because there's always more to God than we think. Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. With that in mind, let's pray. Lord, we do thank you for your indescribable gift of Jesus. By him, you got hold of us. Good news of Jesus. We can't sum it up in words sometimes. We struggle for words. But it's so amazing. Your amazing grace, to quote uh, him or two. Uh, Lord, we, we thank you for your amazing generosity to us. Well, we're sorry for the times when we just haven't got it, when we haven't understood what Paul is on about here. Sorry for the times when we have failed to understand that you are so generous, such a good God. We pray, please, that we may mirror your quality and that willingness to share that uh, the kids demonstrated earlier on we pray that that will be ours, that we will have that impulse to share and to give because you are a generous, sharing, giving God. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Can I ask you please to stand and we'll affirm our faith together for, well, for those of us who uh, regard ourselves as Christians will we'll share something of our, our faith together. For those of you who aren't yet in that position, maybe just use this uh, affirmation of faith to prompt your thinking about uh, why it is that people around you say this. We say together in faith, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was, who is, and is to come. We believe in God the Father who created all things. For by his will they were created and have their being. We believe in God the Son who was slain. For with his blood he purchased us for God. From every tribe and language, from every people and nation. We believe in God the Holy Spirit. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, even so, come, Lord Jesus. Amen. Do have a seat, and Bob's going to lead us in our prayers.
and the services which we must have easily take for granted. And we thank you for all our friends and families, as well as our church family. May we never forget the blessings we receive as your children on earth. May we always be truly thankful. Lord, in your mercy,
One of the things that we have here, I love some of the visual aids at St. John's, and I don't mean the exact ones, I mean ones like this, the, the cross in the front of the communion table, the cross on the front wall. And we're going to sing now about the power of the cross, how to see the dawn of the darkest day. Let's stand and sing. Mm -hmm. 